You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pit Pass Radio. America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. Do you know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Nothing like a little bit of practice to get you going. Hey, Jack DeLeon, Leanne DeLeon, producing this program both in the internet forum, we call the podcast forum, and of course the terrestrial radio pro, uh, portion of the program. Do you want to thank our friends at Hicklin? Because right now you can go out and see PJ, for example, on days that they're open, which are many throughout the year. But PJ, right now, the shop is singing. I went by there last or today, and there are no less than 14 cars there. Yep, we are crowded all the time. It seems uh, everybody wants a new jet ski or a new dirt bike or something. And you guys have onboard financing. I just find that fascinating because you're not really a bank. Nope. You can go out to our website, though, and fill out your credit app, and the uh, sales department will In call advance. you right. Yep. You can. You don't even have to call. You can just go on the website, fill out your credit app, and a salesman will get a hold of you to talk about exactly what they can do for you. They'll drop a bike off at your house. You don't even need to pick it up. They'll just pick <laughs> something go. up for them. Boom, bring it by the house. HicklinPowerSports.com. Look for them online or visit them in person. Highly recommend it. Sometimes they have hot, delicious popcorn. It's so good. Yeah, it occasionally is. Let's get to our next guest, Scott. I'm excited to talk I to him. I know you are, but before we do that, we get a promo. Our number one, Kim McAdoo, Mitch Oldenburg, and Jamie Ostadela were uh, our guests in our number one this hour. Drake Beecham, one of my faves. And, of course, next up, our first guest of our number two, PJ Jacobson joins us. PJ, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? This is cool. We get to talk to PJ. Today. Yep, it's it's rare that I get to talk to another <laughs> PJ as I am a PJ. Congrats <laughs> on your what I would call a good weekend, uh, Mr. Jacobson, and for being here racing in our country yet again. Uh, how stoked were you this weekend to be at Road Atlanta? Um, yeah, sure. It's, it's pretty cool to talk to another PJ. I don't get to do that much, but uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was uh, it, it was a good weekend, you know. Uh, Sunday really topped things off. Um, I mean, the team has been out of that paddock for uh, quite a few years now, and uh, I haven't been to Road Atlanta in, in almost ten years since uh, since I first started in the in the AMA when it was um, not Moto America. Um, so it, it's been a been a long time, but it was great to be to be back in the paddock and to to meet all the the new faces again. So it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah, you were, uh, for our listeners who don't know, which there can't be many, you've been off doing the international racing superstar thing for some time now, um, Celtic Racing, um, and it's also, also HSBK, right? Not just Celtic? Yep, they're, uh, they're combined forces um, this year, so um, yeah, it's uh, Celtic and H- HSBK Racing, um, they put this whole program together, so it's... Uh, 
two strong teams that have been uh, in the paddock uh, over the years, and, and they finally came together to, to join uh, forces. That's that is uh, I I would have to imagine very beneficial for both of them uh, sharing the load and sharing the experiences. Uh, I mean, you guys were limited clearly the with the late development of the program. Correct. I mean, it seems like you it was rather towards the beginning of the season when things really fell into place for you guys. I can't imagine that helps with going into a season, but clearly you rebounded. Um, how do you like your chances now that, you know, you're probably not playing catch-up so much now? Um, yeah, you know, um, last year was a real rough season for me on World Superbike. So, uh, you know, Barry and Bobby both called me at the end of the season and uh, threw this whole idea at me and uh, said that they wanted to get back into the, the racing scene as well. Um, and they had the R6, so... Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, all about this, especially on R6. I've been racing in World Supersport for years, and it's uh, it's the best bike out there and, and the bike to beat. Um, so, yeah, you know, once this whole deal came together and stuff for, for this season, um, I, I was pretty, uh, pretty pumped about it. And, um, yeah, you know, we haven't had much testing and stuff like that, so, you know, we've kind of got everything and put it together a bit late. But, um, you know, I think the first race, for us there we got six in the first race it was uh, uh not the result we were looking for but again it was uh basically our, our first test and and to get through that and and learn uh you know just the team working together and, and also the bike where it was at and, and myself again so uh i think we uh we came back uh after 24 hours and um got our stuff together for sunday and we uh went up second and uh only two seconds off the win so it was uh it was a really good, um, a good chance uh, for us, and and to move things forward. It's uh, it's very positive. And you had uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but you had a bit of an off Saturday morning. Um, the bike uh, came back okay, or did you guys have to go to backup equipment? And are you doing okay? Yeah, it was actually uh, Friday. Um, we uh, sorry Friday fastest, fastest in the first pre practice um, in the wet, and then. You know, I, I was, uh, once you're P1, you want to stay P1. So um, I didn't really know Atlanta too well again. Like I said, I haven't been there in almost 10 years. So um, I think I just uh, was a bit overriding, and uh, I got caught out in myself and uh, a bit of the unknown with the track. And, and yeah, I had a big, uh, a big spill, and, and my hand, I really whacked my hand. So I was, I was basically bleeding all weekend through my hand. Um, but uh, we got through the weekend, and... Uh, once I, you know, Sunday came around, uh, everything was good. I mean, my hand was still hurting, but uh, I'll be uh, resting up now a little bit to, to get it healed, and um, it should be good. And you, uh, so other than the hand, you're not, you don't foresee any uh, long-term impacts to your uh, race program. That's great news. What, uh, when do you guys head to Coda? I mean, that's not, or do you guys go to Coda? Maybe that's only Superbike, right? Yeah, it's only super bike. Um, I, I wish we were going to Coda. It's a, I got to ride that track at a, a track day in, uh, I think it was in December or December or January. Um, and that place is amazing. You know, I wish I could uh, race the 600 there, but unfortunately, it's, it's just super bike with, with MotoGP. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that. I've been there, worked, uh, worked as a corner worker one session uh, or one, uh, MotoGP, uh, weekend, and it was, 
place is incredible. So what? Uh, what's what's your favorite racer? Do you have one? I mean, it has been, as you said, a while since you raced in this uh, series, this country. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, um, yeah, I couldn't even tell you really. I think, I guess, you know, the next track we're going to is, is BIR. I've had a lot of laps around there uh, on my 125 and 250 and stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm probably looking forward to VIR the most because it's the, the most track I know um, o- over the years and uh, where I used to, you know, race like club racing and stuff like that. So I think um, I think that's probably my favorite track going to be on the schedule. And then, you know, I, I got to uh, get back to, to the other ones and, and uh, get a little um, get to know them again. But it's, uh, I don't think it'll be as bad as Road Atlanta because I, I didn't really have uh, many laps at Road Atlanta uh o- over the over the years and where have you set up shop now that you've uh made your way back to our fair shores where <laughs> where are you uh calling home now yeah so i i live in new york and uh actually when i was in europe too um the last uh, i think four years i was just um i was doing what nikki used to do just traveling back and forth on, almost every time i'd stay over there like you know two weeks and then come back home but uh i was doing do, ended up doing that the last like four years so wow. uh, yeah I, i'm in new york but uh currently i'm in florida i've been in florida now for the last like uh almost months i think wow. i'm just training uh because i'm, I'm racing the american flat track as well um for my team cool best uh nilla racing so I, i've been testing doing flat track and and uh riding at jennings in, in florida like uh uh throughout the week can you describe for us what that means when you say riding for kenny Kobeth? i mean obviously his legend lives on uh but what 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 do you get from him just being around him i mean there's got to be some magic that does does transfer right yeah i've known kenny you know since i was a, a kid he's always been a, a you know, a hero of mine. He's accomplished so much in, in, in his in his racing career. So I've always looked up to him. And um, yeah, I, I you know I've always wanted to do something with Kenny, and uh, I knew that he wasn't going to be done when he was actually you know retired from racing. He, he's still going to be in the sport like like most uh, most guys. You know, they don't just leave the sport. So um, you know, Kenny brought up this idea uh, at the end of last season as well to me, and um, he got together with uh, with John, who's who's Nello racing and um they put this whole deal together and uh now you know i'm, I'm very uh very fortunate to be riding his bike uh, that he rode last season uh, i'll be racing them uh this season in uh in two weeks in, in texas this is our first race and so you're ra- you're racing the big boy class the aft twins class yes that's that's correct uh, when i was 16 i did the uh, springfield mile uh for maroney so um yeah, it's been. I'm I'm 25 years old, so again, it's almost been like you know, uh, almost 10 years. Wow. 10 years, so I'm coming back to the the twin class. To, uh, so yeah, give it a shot again. And are you gonna? Are you looking to do a whole bunch of races, or is it just a select few? Um, yeah, we're basically doing almost every one that doesn't clash with the road race series. So I think we're doing 10. That's awesome. That would. And it is not without, I mean, it's worthy of note. You're not the only one doing this. We've got J.D. Beach out there doing something similar. Um, there's a number of guys who've had 
guest rides, but you and Beach clearly are doing more than just a guest ride. It's it's a pretty strong showing. Well, it's serious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, yeah, one weekend road race, the next weekend flat track. It's just it's nonstop, you know. But that's uh, we love racing, and uh, I guess we're both good at, at dirt track and road race. So if we can make it happen, uh, it's awesome. I think that's um. I think it's actually healthy because you mean, mix it up, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's healthy as long as you don't get injured and one, <laughs> one boss doesn't get angry at the other boss. That is the only real concern, I would okay. think. Um, it, it, does it impact your training? I mean, when you've got a race at, every week, roughly, you know, that I would think that would change the way you would train just because you don't want to be burnt out uh, on what would have otherwise been an off weekend. No, exactly. You're exactly right. I think, you know... Uh, recovery is actually a big thing i think um you know one or two days off after each uh, weekend is uh, really you have to give yourself i mean you can't just be training every day and riding every single day I mean, you'll eventually just yeah burn yourself out and you won't even want to get on a bike <laughs> you know that, that for me that would be frustrating because this is what they do for fun they also do it for work but it's uh it's got to be something that you know, that does play at the back of the mind. PJ, I think you're absolutely right. When when you think about burnout, too much time on a bike can be as detrimental as too, uh, not enough time on a bike. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, even on uh, race weekends, like Sunday, you know, uh, I, I eat uh, healthy all week and, uh, and training and stuff like that. So, you know, Sunday when you, you, know, you do really good, you get on top of the box, or you're on the podium. You know, Sunday's nights, the, the nights you really, you know, demolish and eat bad and stuff and just uh, let yourself have it. And then, you know, back uh, Monday or, or Tuesday, really, uh, back to training again. So, you know, you have to, like, you know, give your body and yourself a, a rest and, uh, you know, also appreciate what you've just done on Sunday, too, you know. Where's your uh, curious I'm, – I'm curious where your team is based out of. HSPK might suggest Houston. Is that – a reasonable expectation um no yeah he used to be in uh houston bobby used to be in houston but now he's in uh oklahoma he's actually has uh has trey canard's old place so he, he runs a big uh oh. facility at his shop and he has the race bike there the dyno everything so honestly he's the one that's uh living the dream because he's got the the place uh where it's you know where you can ride and you got dyno you got a house you got everything possible got the the team hauler team haulers there didn't didn't uh, didn't trey have a fire was there a fire or a flood or something that trey had to go through maybe i'm thinking somebody else not in my memory, but that's not, <laughs> so not surprising. PJ Jacobson, our guest on the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Um, if there was a track that you just go, you know what, this is my home, what is it? I don't know. That's a, that's a difficult, difficult question. Um, could be somewhere two, in Europe? It could be a, tr- a, a, a triple question because we could deal with uh, a, a flat track as well so is is there a flat track or other race uh, facility that you just absolutely love i mean there, you know there was one track that in europe i, I only rode one time and i was uh, i could ride the place every every single day is uh is bruno in the czech republic that was uh that was an awesome track to ride and i uh 
I mean, I don't know if I'd go so good there, but I think uh, it was the most <laughs> enjoyable track to ride of my, my career. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a round when GP is there. I really enjoy watching it. Is it a party? It. I've heard it's a big party. Yeah, it's also a party, too. Okay. Yeah. And so it does well, happen. Every MotoGP race pretty much is a big old party. That is, you love MotoGP. Uh, I, I, everybody the world over does, mm. um, and, the, and the entirety of the show. Um, so it, this looks like this is your future, right, PJ? I mean, uh, are you are you looking forward to uh, uh, call it us? I mean, really, you've you've had one full race career. One could argue, right? Does it feel like that to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been riding a motorcycle since I've been three years old, um, and starting professionally at sixteen. So, yeah, I've had a good go at it right now. Um, I've been over to Europe and and done a lot of stuff over there. I've got second in the world championship, runner up uh, in world super sport. I've done world superbike, um, but yeah, you know, uh, with a lot of stuff going on in Europe, there's a lot of politics and a lot of stuff like that. But um, you know, I had the opportunity to come back here and uh, raced a great bike for a, a really great team. Uh, and also in the flat track, I have always said I wanted to come back and, you know, just do things. My, my dad my dad taught me what, what I was going to do before I even thought about road racing. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy where I'm at in my career, and I'm, I'm really excited and uh, motivated to, to try and That's cool. really do good in, in, both, in both series. Well, it's just, I mean, I look at... You're not the only one. I mean, Elias has been here for a few years, but we've got guys who've had, and I put you in this category, you've had a great international career. I mean, right, what right. some people would call a full career. And it, to me, feels like you're just kicking off uh, <laughs> a, another, whole nother, you know, the start of something entirely new that's going to be awesome and fun to watch for everybody and clearly already uh, successful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, I'm right with you. I uh, I feel like a a young kid, you know, sixteen year old kid, just ready to ready to start up uh, another career again here in in America and um, just have a go at it all and see where I can what I can do. Always good to talk to you, PJ. Best to uh, your family and all that. And we're looking forward to seeing the uh, next set of race results, no matter the the discipline that uh, you afford us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Always a joy, man. Always a joy. I do want to thank Tommy Boy Halverson for uh, assisting in the uh, writing of this particular segment. It's always good to talk with Tommy Boy. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that Tommy Boy knows, PJ, that uh, that he's able to bring up. He's a very wise man. Yeah. Well, do me a favor. Stay tuned. We'll be back. There's more Pit Pass after this. Ron Burgundy here. You know, when I was younger, there were no laws. Go-karts and tractors were legal to drive on the highway. At least that's what my father told me. Interesting story, I drove a homemade go-kart with nothing but a lawnmower engine from Fredericksburg, Maryland to Tacoma, Washington without sleep. Anyway, driving around in an unlicensed, uninspected, uninsured car can get you into a lot of trouble. If you want to stay out of trouble, check out Safe Auto. They won't get your car inspected or get you a license, but they will get you insured, which I guess is something you have to do. Who knew? This is Rando Ferracci, and uh, we're on uh, Pipat Radio. And thank you for listening. 
Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.